This is entitled uh, Vision Part 2 or Forward Part 2. I think there might be other weeks as well. But uh, it was a privilege last week. And thank you for your prayers and your support. And one or two dropped me notes through the week. Thank you for that. And uh, we're just going to come back into Joshua again. I've been living with Joshua. And I think we're going to dip in and out of Joshua over these weeks. But I want to read again from Joshua 1, 1 to 11. And, uh, and then uh, just a couple more uh, verses as well, a little bit further on. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, verse 1. The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea, In the West, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp, tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land your Lord, your God, is giving you for your own. Over the page into chapter 3. Early in the morning, Joshua and the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving the orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you've never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant, pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went on ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel. So that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the waters... Go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know the living God is among you, and he will certainly drive out before you all the the ites. See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of the earth, of all the earth, will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose twelve men from the tribes of Uh, Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. 
So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is in flood all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the waters from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a great heap, a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry land. And just across uh, chapter 4, verse 10, the priests who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until evening the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people, just as Moses had directed Joshua. And then 15, the Lord said to Joshua, command the priests carrying the ark of the testimony to come up out of Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, come up out of the Jordan The priests came up out of the river, carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. No sooner had they set their feet on dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran in flood as before. Lord, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the power and authority and truth that is within your words. We ask you today for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to hear and to see and to just glimpse grasp not only a story for your people what you did with your people then but a truth that you want to speak to us today same truth things that you want to apply to us today and help us to walk into we just give you these moments now in Jesus name Amen So I said last week that it's perhaps over-egging it somewhat to say that the COVID pandemic is the same as 40 years in the wilderness, but the last 18 months have been a very challenging time in all sorts of ways, and thank you to Warren, just even the way he, he just shared there. And I think it's been true for many, many of us in all sorts of, of different ways, different feelings, emotions, detached, lost of connection equilibrium, unsettled patterns and structures that we've had been disturbed, and for some, many, upside down. And finding the way through and finding our way back is, is a challenge. Uh, is a challenge. And listening to other leaders and talking to other leaders, you recognize it's true right across our nation and across the nations of the world as people are, are saying, this is a challenge. But, but God 
is calling us back. And he's calling not just to go back to where we were, but he's taking us on. He's definitely taking us on. And you can feel that as you talk to different ones uh, nationally and even internationally. And we said that in the midst of this, we have an enemy who loves to, to feed on our weaknesses, our pains and insecurities and our uncertainties, loves to get us off balance. And we do need to recognize we're in a spiritual battle. And I shared a bit about how I'd been feeling that personally. And uh, I loved the way Steve was leading us today. And just even in the prayer time we were saying, and again in the worship, that actually as we gather, as we worship, as we pray, as we open the word, that is the battle. We're in the battle. It's why very often our prayer times and prayer meetings are sometimes the smallest meeting uh, that we ever have. But they shouldn't be. It should be our biggest meeting. Uh, because it, it's where we take ground. It's where we take ground. I'm already off my notes. So. <laughs> but it's, it's where... Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. But it is, Steve, I just felt so good what you shared. I really did. Um, and worship, as we worship, and some of the truth we were declaring today, and I felt, yeah, we speak to ourselves when we sing those songs, but we're speaking to the heavenlies. We're declaring, Jesus is Lord. He has overcome. We will not be let go. He has triumphed. The grave is empty. All these truths. It's a battle. And even coming sometimes on a Sunday, you think, oh, it's a lovely sun. It was raining yesterday. It's sunny today. Oh, let, let's go out. Let's be out. But no. I want to be amongst God's people. I want to take ground together. I want to encourage and build and strengthen one another. We highlighted these verses in uh, well, chapter, uh, ver- chapter 1, verses 9, but it's repeated, isn't it? The Lord says to him, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And we, as we notice always in Scripture, when things are repeated, they're even more important. So when you see something that comes more than once, take even more note of it. And he says to him two, three times, be strong, be courageous. Have I not commanded you? Don't be discouraged. And we talked about the fact last week that we're a a people of promise. God has given us promises, both individually and corporately as a body. But we said the thing about promises is that they need to be activated. They need to be taken hold of and walked into, sometimes almost literally, as in the case of the Israelites that we just read. And I shared uh, that little phrase that Ashley had shared with me, which I just found so profound, and I just want to share it again. When you're given a promise, he said, two things happen. There's a sovereign moment, sovereignty moment, and there's a responsibility moment. You remember I said that last week. And I asked him about an example, and he, was, he immediately said, well, Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Sovereign heart of God, but our response. And there's those, there's those two things. And so I shared that I believe individually and corporately, we are at a very important moment. It's a moment of choice. It's a moment of decision. 
In fact, I believe it's a moment of activation. I've been talking to one or two other leaders of churches in the nations, and some are saying, you know, there are some people that they've, they've just found another pattern now. They've, they've, they've come away from church. And, and even, I, I know Ashley and Hannah have met up and seen a few people in different ways over the last weeks, and people say, I'm still a Christian, but I don't know that I need church anymore. And I've, I've heard this, this sense of, um, actually, I can walk with the Lord, but he's called us to be a body. He's called us to be a family. What Steve was saying, and I want to highlight this again in just a moment, it wasn't Joshua, it was the people of God together who crossed over. But it's a, it's a challenge, and there, there is a moment right here at the moment, and for some, it's a decision, and I, I want us to respond to that in a few moments. Um, Malcolm and, and, uh, and um, Angus, I want you to take the chairs away in a bit, all right? Okay, so you can be ready to do that in a minute. Because <laughs> I, I think there's a response. There's a response moment for us. We could so easily falter, so easily stumble, drift along, gain a few, lose a few. But I believe that God is saying to us, Apex Church, it's time to stir yourselves and get ready to cross over and take possession of all that I have promised you. And there are huge promises over this church. I'm with you and I will give you every place that you set your foot. But the thing about the promises, the thing about the call of God, is that it's an invitation to step in. I want to highlight, forgive me if you say he's repeating some of what he said last week. I am on purpose because we need to hear some things and I'm sure there'll be one or two who weren't here last week as well. But I, I feel that this is significant. I felt God laid this phrase on my head. You can't cross over until you step in and walk across. That's what you get from this story. It's there. There's the promised land. Look at it. Stories and memories A land flowing with milk and honey. Bunches of grapes that were so big, two men had to carry it on a pole. That stories would have have been passed down. Even Joshua, you see there at the end of Deuteronomy, is taken up and he he can see the land. But it has to be taken hold of. You have to step in. You have to cross over. It's the thing about the prophetic. Some of you will have been given prophetic words over the years. There'll be things that, that people have spoken over you, great truths of God. What have you done with them? Have you taken hold of them? Have you begun to exercise them? Well, I've been thinking quite a lot um, this week, uh, well, over the last few weeks, about these priests in chapter 3. Do you, they get mentioned. Have you ever thought about them and the whole situation? So, I, the Bible, wonderful throwaway lines so often, doesn't it? So it just says, oh, by the way, the Jordan is always in flood during harvest. Okay? So I don't know quite how big this river, but this is, a, this is not a trickling stream, all right? This is a full-on Jordan River in flood. I wasn't able to find out quite what the width was at this sort of time, but this is a... And these guys, these priests, the Levites, are told, go on a thousand yards ahead with the ark and just walk in. Just walk in. Yeah, God said, 
Yes, Joshua had said. But they still had to walk. They still had to walk. Yes, I know they're the Levites. You say, these are special guys. Yes, they were. They're carrying the ark. Uh, All of that truth. But they still had to have faith, step by step. God had said, Joshua had said, but there's steps of faith. I don't know, but I particularly think about the two guys at the very front. All right? What's going to happen? What if? Now we can remember back. But do you remember what happened back? When the sea divided as the Egyptians were chasing them and they walked through. But what happened to the Egyptians? I um, was chatting, oh, chatting with Mike on Friday. Mike and I pray on Friday mornings. It's just wonderful to do that. Such an encouragement, such a fathering blessing. Hi, Duncan. Welcome. If you're looking for Roz, she's here. <laughs> um, and I, some of you will be brought up with Bibles. Do you remember the big Bibles, children's family Bibles with the paintings inside them? Well, one of the, and I often remember some of those paintings. Uh, and one of them is the Egyptians being caught when the sea consumes them. And it's a pretty vivid picture. So there are soldiers with sort of armor, you know, and spears, and their faces, like they're drowning. And they're, particularly, I can remember a hor- picture of a horse. You know, this is a child's Bible, but it was in watercolor. It's ringing some bells, isn't it? But the horse is sort of half drowning, like this, you know. <laughs> Forgive me, but it's just a vivid memory of the... Of the picture, another picture I have is um, of uh, Pilgrim's Progress and Pilgrim coming to the cross and this great big bag falling off, his, his weight falling off. That's another picture that's vivid from my child. Anyway, I digress. Um, but those priests, as they come to the Jordan, what, what's going to happen? And they stood there all day, all day as the people crossed over. This water's piled up. But what happens if the water suddenly, something happens and this water comes crashing back down? God had said, Joshua had said, but they still needed their own faith. No one else could do that for them. And it was also true for the Israelites that followed. And it's true for each one of us. Every family. You imagine those dads with their wives and their children. The Jordan was in flood. Now cross over. Cross over to take possession. To take the land. To enter in all that God has. And I think we've been in days, and we are in days, where some of us, we're looking back, we look back on the past, what's gone on, what's happened, the the good things, the bad things, and so on. But God is saying, now come on, it's time to cross over and take possession. What's so vital in this is that they're called to fix their eyes on the ark, to look. And there's the ark, it's a thousand yards, and it goes. These guys touch the water, and the water divides, stands up. And then they go into the middle, and there's the ark. The presence of God is there. And they cross over. 
And you can see them stepping over and they're crossing over and uh, there, there's the ark and they, they can see it. They can see it. The presence of God is there. God is with them in the midst of the people. Can you see the picture? Working with it. It's true for each one of us as well. No one else can cross over for you. No one else can step into the promises of God for you. Yes, we're called as a body corporately to step in, to lay hold, but actually it's for each one of us also who to step in to what God has. We Actually, it's our eyes are fixed on Jesus. We're looking to him. Because when we look at others, if we look at others, whoever they are, others will always fail us. But he will never fail us. And they stood there. And they stood there. And they stood there. Christian leader uh, who rang me just to catch up and reflect and share together this week and uh, was privileged to just stand with him and pray with him. But he said this to me, and it, I thought, I've got to share this. He said, it's easy to have faith for someone else. <laughs> it's easy to have faith for someone else. Yes, yes, you know, somebody's sharing something with you. Yes, yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, I believe God is with you. You'll be fine, go for it, go on. It's, it, it's easy to... To have faith for someone else. Now, it's good to have good and encouraging friends around us. We need good and encouraging friends around of us. But each one of us has to take the step. And then the next step. And then the next step. Now, we, have, we, we want to stand with each other in different ways. But you see, it's not aimless. It's not baseless hope. Or even foolish recklessness. It's based on promises. It's based on the power and on the presence of Almighty God. After three days, the officers went through the camp, Joshua 3, giving orders to the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord your God, and the Levitical priests carrying it, you're to move out from your positions and follow it. And follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you've never been this way before. You're to follow the presence. You're to follow the presence. This is how, verse 10, you will know that the living God is among you, that he will certainly drive out all the different ites before you. The ark of the covenant, the Lord your God of all the earth, will go into Jordan ahead of you. Verse 13, as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, Set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. The Lord of all the earth. They were not blindly following. We are not blindly following any old guru or God, small g. He is the Lord of all the earth. He's revealed to us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's why we must not let this book depart from our mouths and our lives and our thinking. We must not. We dare not. Yes, it was the book of the law. Now we have the New Testament. We have the new covenant. We have the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ revealed to us. 
We get to know the end of the story. We have so much more than they had. We must not let this book depart from us. Meditate upon it. Don't turn from it. So much we could say in the day and age in which we're living about God's Word and what it says that is different to the society in which we live. I'm very mindful of that as I know you are. Meditating upon it. Then, God says to Joshua, you will be successful wherever you go. And he repeats it. I've said to you already, significant. So don't, uh, be, don't be afraid. Be bold and courageous. He repeats that two or three times. And he, and he repeats this also. Do not let this book of the law depart from you. Then, again, he says, you will be prosperous and successful. As we're people of the word, as we keep coming back to the word, what does the word say? What does the Bible say? Oh, but it's quite different to what society is saying. It's quite different to the culture, but it's the word of the Lord, so we're going to put that first. Yeah, we need to understand it. That's called hermeneutics. We need to understand it in our day and age, but the word of the Lord will not pass away. We stand on it and we follow it. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Knowing the Word of God, being in the presence of God is key to experiencing the power of God. I say that again? Knowing the Word of God, being in the presence of God is key to experiencing the power of God. It's why we want to keep opening the Bible together. It's why we want to keep praying together, seeking His presence, welcoming the Holy Spirit so that we might know His power among us and that we might go out in His power. That's why we keep expressing this strong encouragement to be together as the family of God's people. Yes, each of these priests had to take individual steps of faith. Yes, each of these hundreds and thousands of Israelites had to take individual steps of faith. But they also did it together. They did it together. That's why we keep particularly emphasizing our times of prayer. It's vital that we bring things to God and take time to hear from God. just want to take a very quick moment to highlight another story because I think this is relevant to to today and where we are right now. It comes in chapter 9. It's known as, or entitled in the NIV, the Gibeonite Deception. Okay, It's slightly mysterious. What is this about? At this point, the people of Israel had really begun to press into the land that God had given them. They'd taken the great cities of Jericho and Ai, The word had spread, though, about who they were and what they were doing. And understandably, many of the other cities and the people groups were very worried. And they actually were starting to make plans for war. If we don't get together and sort ourselves out, the whole land is going to be taken. And uh, if you go to to chapter 9 and verse 3, just a little, little short story here. It says, however, when the people of Gibeon heard that Joshua had done uh, what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to a ruse. 
They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn-out sacks and old wineskins cracked and mended. The men put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. Then they went to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal and said to him and the men of Israel, We've come from a distant country. Please make a treaty with us. The men of Israel said to the Hivites, Perhaps you live near us. How then can we make a treaty with you? We are your servants, they said to Joshua. But Joshua asked, Who are you and where do you come from? They answered, Your servants have come from a very distant country because of the fame of the Lord your God. For we have heard reports of him, all that he did in Egypt and all that he did to the kings of the Amorites, east of the Jordan, Sihon, king of Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtoreth. And our elders and all those living in the country said to us, Take provisions for your journey, go and meet them and say to them, Are your servants, we are your servants, now make a treaty with us. Look, this bread of ours was warm when we packed it at home on the day we left to come to you, but now see how dry and moldy it is. And these wineskins that were filled were new, but see how cracked they are. And our clothes and sandals are worn out by the very long journey. And here is one of the most challenging, there's many challenging verses in the Bible. Here is a challenging verse. The men of Israel sampled their provisions, but they did not inquire of the Lord. Joshua made a treaty of peace with them to let them live. And the leaders of the assembly ratified it by oath. Three days after they'd made the treaty with the Gibeonites, the Israelites heard that they were neighbors living near them. So the Israelites set out on the third day and came to the city. But the Israelites did not attack them because the leaders of the assembly had sworn an oath to them by the Lord God of Israel. And there's a whole story you can read on. And actually, they became quite a thorn in their side. But it, there's a, that verse there. Joshua chapter 9, verse 14. The men of Israel sampled their provisions, but they did not inquire of the Lord. It's very easy to look at the surface. It's very easy to make assumptions, and more importantly, to miss the mind and the heart of God. We thank God for the promises. But there are also implications. God gave them great promises. But not only did they have to step into them, there were implications for where they walked and how they walked. We'll come back. We'll look at Jericho and we'll look at Ai. But God very distinctly told them what they were to do and what they were not to do how they were to take hold of things and what they were not to take hold of. It required a listening closely to his voice. And there were tragic implications if they didn't. And the situation is just as true for us. There is a significant difference between what is a good idea and what is a God idea or God's Holy Spirit's leading. Significant. I always remember, how many of you know, if I say the name Richie Powell, how many of you know Richie? Many, some of you, Richie was one of the, the previous leaders here in the church. But one of the first times I met Richie, he told me a very, it was very vulnerable, very honest, but he told me a very profound story. 
Uh, when Rich, some of you will know this story well, but when Richie and Raina came, uh, they decided to, to buy quite a large house in Place Road, isn't it? It was down in Place Road. Park, sorry, Park Road, down Park Road. And uh, that they would do it up and they would turn it into a bed and breakfast and so on and so forth. I, I, it's a long time ago now when Richie was telling me this story. But the heart of this was Richie told me about the buying this building and beginning to do it up. And then one day he was praying. And this was the thing. He, he said, I felt God say to me so clearly, did I tell you to do that? Did I tell you to buy that house? And I, I've never forgotten the story. And he said, did I tell you to do that? And Richie said, I, you know, it seemed good. It seemed the right thing to do. It was a way of getting some income. But he said, I felt God so clearly say to me, did I tell you to do that? And he said, no. so then we needed to put it on the market. And I think it took them over two years to, to sell it because of the market at the time here on the islands. If they were selling it now, they'd probably sell it in two days. But anyway, um, but that, did I tell you to do that? And as we, one of the things I just want to commend uh, Kay and Abby and Debbie, thing with the bridges, and, and this is the way forward. One of the things they felt in a, in a little session that God spoke, they, they felt it was something God was saying, or it was a good idea. And so they began to pray. And they prayed some more. And then they prayed some more, and they met together and they prayed some more. And then after they'd been praying for quite a long time, they said to me, Mark, would you come? We want to share this with you. And what did we do together? We prayed. And there was a witness in my spirit. And they carried on praying. And they're still praying. And the first week that they opened the doors, there's nobody there. But what are they doing? Praying. And I believe God is going to lead us into some very significant things in these days. Brothers and sisters, I want to keep urging you and encouraging you. Pray. Come together. If you're able to, 9.30 on a Sunday, be here. If you've got children, maybe one or other of you can come and then the other one can go back to help to bring the children at 10.30. But we want to pray. Um, well, one of the things we're going to do is we're, um, we're going to instigate again our, our prayer times in the month. But what I also feel that would be really good is to share information. So what is God doing? What's God saying? Uh, very soon we need to just let you know where things are with our finances. Our finances are good. We thank God for that. But we can share about our finances and we can pray. We can hear about drop-in and Noah's Ark and bridges. We can hear about the children and the youth work and we can pray. But we can also begin to hear, what's God laying on the hearts? Let's pray. Let's pray as we take ground. Just want to share this. This Something happened on Friday morning. Mike uh, and I were, were praying, as I said, we, we often pray on a Friday morning, just, just for half an hour or so together, share and, and pray together. As we were, we were praying, for me, it was, it was almost like um, a little phrase, a word just went floating past in my mind, it was the word alpha. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't been thinking too much about alpha, but this word alpha just went floating past my mind. Anyway, at the end of the prayer time, I said to Mike, I said, it's really interesting. Uh, this word, Alpha. He said, three minutes ago, he said, I wasn't even remotely thinking about it. He said, this word, Alpha, went floating past my mind. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. We, I get an email Thursday, Friday. I didn't get a chance to read it initially. It's from a man on the mainland 
I've been witnessing to a work colleague who lives just around the corner here. He's been talking to him about Alpha. He said, I see on your website that you're a church that has done and will do Alpha. Do you know when your next Alpha course is? Because I think my friend, my, my colleague, might like to come. Let's stand together. If Malcolm and uh, Angus, sorry, Angus, I've got a lot in. <laughs> can, can you just shift those chairs? This was the other thing that really just came to my mind as we were praying uh, on Friday. I said, I believe that we're at a point where God is saying, Apex Church, it's time to stir yourself, just as God said. It's time to get ready to cross over into all that I have promised to you. It's a time of restart, reboot, refresh, reorientate, even reignite. As you do so, I will give you every place that you set your foot. I just... uh, We won't have any music or anything just for a minute. I just want to give you an invitation. First invitation is this. Are your eyes fixed on Jesus? Because we've not been this way before. It's very definitely a new era. It's a new day. It's a new time. Yes, there are lessons to be learned from the past for sure. But we know that we've not been this way before. It's a, it is a new day in so many ways. We must, it's vital that we have our eyes fixed on Jesus. No one else can fix our eyes on Jesus. To worship him, adore him. And closely aligned with that is to open his word, whether that be to listen to it online or on your iPod, whatever it might be, to open it physically. But to be people of the Word. But there's also steps to be taken. Promises to be taken hold of. New ground to be taken. And so I just want to invite you, and I think invite, and I'm, I'm going to do this myself as well, but I, I just feel for us as a body... I want to give an opportunity today. It's not the only opportunity, so don't feel like you. this is the only moment. But just today, for some, even walking down the aisle and coming to the front here is at the very least coming to the foot of that river. I just want to invite some of you to say yes. Whether it be about these last 18 months or whether it be just about where you are this week or this day, to take steps, to start taking steps of faith. Lord, I don't know all the answers I haven't got, but I'm looking to you. My eyes are fixed on you, and I'm going to start taking some steps. I would encourage some of you to start walking now. Begin to walk, take steps of faith, physically activating something spiritual. Maybe you would even dip, you dare to dip your toe in the water. There's space here at the front. So I've not been this way before, not done this before. So fix your eyes on the presence. Fix your eyes on the presence.
I'm stepping. I'm stepping in. I believe that God will show, begin to show us things in this church he's never shown us before. There are cities that he wants us to take. There's ground he wants us to take. There's a dear man somewhere who lives just around here who's being witnessed to by his colleague who's about to be invited on Alpha. Who's going to lead that Alpha course? Who, who, who's feeling prompted? Yeah, I'll, I'll lead it. I'll show some videos. I'll, I'll, I'll put on tea and coffee, or whatever. Who's going to do that? Mike and Jill are saying, and others are saying with them, Dave and Sandra, others are saying, who, who will come and stand with us at drop-in? Zoe, Zoe's stepped out. She's getting 10 people now regularly. Who's, who's going to come and stand with Zoe in the river as mums and carers start coming? Bridges, there's an invitation. Those are available and can on Friday. I'm going to go find out some more. I'm going to pray. I'm going to stand with them. Lord, we're, we're taking steps. And even now, maybe if you've responded, you're responding. You dip your toe in the river. As they stepped, as they stepped, the water piled up. There are promises to be taken hold of, church. Promises. Promises. There's land to be taken. Ground be taken. I, 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 there's no way ever I would do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. God is calling us together. Families walking together. Singles walking with families. Mums and dads. Olders. Youngers. Mike said in the prayer meeting this morning, thick and thin, <laughs> different sizes and shapes. Just come now, Holy Spirit. Just want to invite you. Just want to invite you. Holy Spirit has come. To see hearts responding to you, Lord. Hearts responding, Lord, at different things for different ones of us. Just feel even right now that where Joshua said, gather your possessions there's a choice. What are you going to take into the promised land? There are some things to be left behind. There's some things consciously to be left. No, I'm not taking them across. That was then. This is now. There may be things that even now you say, no, Lord, would you help me in these days? There are things to be left. The other side of the river. You're calling me to, to travel in a new way. Calling me to travel light. Just come, Lord, Holy Spirit, come. Just, um, just aware, some of you, this is quite a, there are new stages in your life. Some of you are thinking about work, decisions about work. Some of you are thinking about family, about houses. I don't know this necessarily in the natural, but I just just aware. So, you know, there'll be all sorts of different things. We're now in the day of crossing over. It's not just today. It'll be in the days to come. There'll be choices tomorrow. 
this week, next week, next month. There'll be decisions. Oh God, won't you help us? Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, I just want to invite you now. Fix your eyes on Jesus. If there's confession, you say, I've, I've, my, I, I, my eyes got off. My eyes got off of the Lord. My eyes got off of his word. I want to come again to his word. I want to come again to the Lord. Just be filled. Be filled. Fill your people, Lord. Fill your people. Touch your people. Meet with your people. Lord Jesus. promises. God says, there's promises. As you walk, I'm going to give you ground. I'm going to give you ground as you cross over. I'm going to give you ground. Looking forward. One thing I do, forgetting is what is behind. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus called me heavenward. Take hold of it. Take hold of it. Take hold of it. Pray. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Help us to go forward on our knees, Lord. Forward on our knees. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Umin and Margarita, I just feel for you both as a couple that God has got some significant things for you in the days ahead. Choices and decisions to be made, but it's about you as a couple. That you complete each other. It's individual gifts, but God has given you together. And there's ground that you're going to take together. You often share with each other the visions and dreams that you carry individually, but I just sense that God has got something that he wants for you together, that you'll take ground together. It'd be very significant. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Steve and Zoe... It's the same again. Something that God is doing. He's working in you individually, but you're going to take ground together. You're going to take ground together. That there are things that God's going to lay on your heart that, that is a, you're one in heart about and mind about. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And there's some of you individually, there's some individual steps to take. Some of you taking steps. Sarah, I just feel that for you. Mick, I feel that for you. Colette, I just feel that for you. It's a different ones of you. There's, there's Malcolm, just 
there's, there's, it's no one else's faith. It's, it's, it's your faith. You and the Lord. It's you and the Lord. Stepping, stepping, stepping. Steadily forward. Julie, I know that you're carrying things and you're believing for things and you're holding on for things. Keep holding on. Don't let go. Keep walking. Keep walking. It will come to pass. You will take ground. You will take ground. God's timing. God's timing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. No. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we, we need to honour the, the children and Justine and the children's team. So, Father, I just want to bless. Some of you, feel free to stand here. You might want to just be in God's presence. You might want to just, if you want to be prayed for, love to pray with you. But, Father, I just pray across us as a body. Pray your protection over decisions that are being made. Pray your grace and your strength as people choosing. Lord, I pray that tomorrow is the reality of work, life, family, whatever kicks in. Lord, I pray that there will be that fixing of our eyes on you, like they, the people fix their eyes on the presence of God, on the ark. Lord, help us to keep knowing you. Help us to, and also to walk with one another. Show us how to do that, Lord. Help us with that. Across the body, walking together. Lord, pray for that. Thank you. Thank you for friends. Thank you for life groups. Thank you for prayer groups. Lord, we pray that that would not decrease, but it would increase. And strength would increase as a body together. This one with that one and this one with that one. Come on, let's go together. Let's cross together. Father, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.